0: Psalm 119. How can, a, how can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. I've sought you with all my heart. Don't let me wander from your commands. I've treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Lord, may you be blessed. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I proclaim all the judgments from your mouth. I rejoice in the way revealed by your decrees as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Amen. Our reading comes from 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning at the 7th verse. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded for prayer. Above all, maintain constant love for one another since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The end of all things is near. That's uh, been one of the (laughs) cries of the church for generations, right? Uh, thinking of uh, the Jesus movement during the 60s and 70s and how much the rapture was a big deal and that, oh, Jesus is going to come back. Are you ready? You better be ready, right? But here, Peter is not telling you that. What he's speaking is words of gospel. He's saying to you that the end of your suffering is going to come. That the end of the difficulties of your mortality, your frailty, your sin, all of that is going to come to an end. So because of that, because it's near, because it's nearer today than it was yesterday, don't become complacent, but therefore be alert and sober-minded for prayer. It it goes back to Jesus and his, his... uh, sort of parable uh, right and I think we've talked about this about how uh, you know a master is going on a long journey and he leaves one of his servants in charge of all his other servants and all his stuff and the the servants need to be ready because the master is going to return at a time that they are are not going to be prepared for and if the master comes and finds a servant uh, eating and drinking and beating his fellow servants that servant is going to have a heck of a time right well here, Is basically what Peter is saying. Saying to us, don't become complacent. Don't begin to worry that it's been a long time, that that God has not come back yet, that it's been 2,000 years. But instead, keep yourself alert and be sober minded. Be be attentive to God. Don't allow yourself to, to go after other things. But have God cling to you and you cling to God during this time. And it is to come about through prayer. Prayer being not us going and begging to God for, for stuff like a vending machine. But it is us going to God, right? Because without prayer, we wouldn't. <laughs> really that's that's the truth of the matter prayer is not uh, us putting in our order to god like a like a quick service restaurant it is our hearts being turned towards god ha- having our minds and our hearts at least for once during the day turned towards god in some way shape or form And so he's here saying, yes, you are suffering right now, but soon that's going to come to an end. Don't get complacent, but continue to be sober-minded and attentive to the fact that God hears your prayers and raise those up to him. Above all, maintain constant love for one another since love covers a multitude of sins. I don't know what might have been happening in the churches here for Peter to say say this in the sense of... uh, 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 maintain constant love maintain constant agape maintain constant deciding love for one another it could be the the reality that you're going to be here a while kind of a thing it's like having you know going on a prolonged family vacation and after a while you all start to hate each other right and so there there needs to be this call to arms for us as as the body of Christ to be willing To continue to love one another, even though one another are going to drive us up a wall sometimes, knowing that, and here he quotes from Proverbs, that love covers a multitude of sins. That this deciding love says, yes, you are going to mess with me, you're going to screw with me, I'm going to make a hash of things with you, things are not going to go well, and yet, I choose to love you. Because it is once we understand the extreme sinfulness of ourselves and others, we actually find ourselves uh, uh, being able to love one another better because we understand ourselves and them. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. That kind of goes without much need for uh, any expansion on that right welcoming one another uh, being opening up one's home to one another uh, being willing to care for one another provide for one another be hospitable to one another without complaining because we're going to need each other in all of this we're going to be here a while let's keep it going just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. This is a wonderful verse here, verse 10, uh, because it, it tells us about this notion of vocation. Uh, within the Lutheran understanding, vocation is not becoming a pastor, or it, well, it can be, or, or becoming a monk or anything, although that, that can be, I guess. Um, but vocation is uh, a calling that God places on us, and it can change based on space and time. Whereas I have a vocation of a father, so when I'm with my children, or even when I'm not with my children, I'm a father. But then there are times when I'm called on to be a pastor. There are times that I'm called on to be a teacher. There are times that I'm called on to be a husband for my wife all these different things and here he's saying that 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 just as each one has received a gift use it to serve others you've been gifted in a particular way use it to serve others not to hoard for yourself but to give why because god has given to you there's there's this wonderful interplay here because it says as good stewards of the varied grace of god grace is gift The word for grace comes from this notion of gift, God giving to you. And so you give to others. You do it in order to serve others because God has served you, handed you of his good grace and his good gifts. And he's made you a steward, meaning a manager of the gifts that he has given to you to disperse them, to give them away. And the blessing of it, church, is that there's no expectation of you to be doing a, a grand number of things in a certain way, but instead to serve as you are able. Right? To serve as you are able to serve, in however God has called you, and to do it using the gifts that God has given you. That there's no expectations on you to fulfill some requirement, oh, you better use these gifts this way or else. No, instead you are given freedom in Jesus Christ. You are not going to be condemned because uh, you did not use your gift exactly the way that the giver told you you should. Otherwise, it's not a gift, right? It's not a gift if somebody gives you something and says, well, you're not allowed to use this in October, (laughs) right? That's not a gift. That's a demand. That's an expectation. Here, God gives a gift to you for you to freely use it, how you use it, when you use it, where you use it. All he asks is that you use it. And you do it as a steward of the grace of God so that God may be glorified in his gift-giving. And then he gives examples, right? If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words, that, that you'd be a preacher. Proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to free f- people from the prison of their own sin, their own worries, their anxieties, the expectations of the world. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength that God provides. You serve not outside of what you were able to do, but instead you serve in the way that God has strengthened you so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. That's the goal, church. That's the goal of what we're doing doing here in this life we have been freed from our sin freed from our worries of condemnation freed from uh, all that might harm us so that we might serve God in the way that God has gifted us and that includes using those gifts on a daily basis however God has called us in whatever way we find ourselves free to do so and so we do that that's the blessings of god that's the blessings of christ christ gets glorified most when we live out our lives in the freedom that he has given not being afraid not being shackled down to another set of laws to try and make ourselves as pure as possible no the freedom that christ gives is to free you from any burdens of the law or pharisaic Pharisaic workism Oh, you better do this in the church or else. Instead, he's freed you to love and serve the Lord and your neighbor, however you are, to do that today. I wonder how that would be for you today, church. I would love to hear those stories. Let us pray. O Lord, we beseech thee, let thy continual pity cleanse and defend thy church and because it cannot continue in safety without Thy relief, preserve it evermore by Thy help and goodness. Through Thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with Thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Well, church, I hope you have a wonderful week, prayers, that you are able to be freed in Christ to serve as God has called you. Again, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with, uh, with others that they might hear of the mercies and grace of God found in Jesus Christ. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.